Welcome to Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brindley Joyner, and on this podcast, we chat about living healthy, happy, and fulfilling lives. From fitness to relationships to business, we really cover it all. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, happy Monday, and welcome back to another episode on Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brinley Joyner, and if you're new here, if you're a new listener, this is just a place I like to have conversations about, you know, living the healthiest and happiest lifestyle that you can, whether that's with fitness or nutrition or relationships or your job. I just love to dive in and, yeah, share my thoughts, my experiences, things I'm learning, things I'm working on, and also have guests on that I feel like are really pushing in to become the best versions of them self too. I am so excited for this episode and I know I say that at the beginning of pretty much every episode but they just really do keep getting more and more exciting and I hope you guys are feeling that too but this one we're having on a really awesome guest. Her name is Anna Hyde. She is actually a nurse in New York City and an awesome presence on social media. I absolutely love this girl's content. She's so positive. She's such a light and she's a super interesting person because although she's pretty much doing like everything full-time on social media, she also has a very stressful and important and incredible and interesting job as a nurse in New York. She is currently working the night shifts and that's actually how I stumbled upon Anna is I was watching TikTok one day and she popped up on my For You page and it was like a day in the life as a nurse in New York. And I was just intrigued and it was so cool to see someone you know, taking me through their day that I had no idea or insight onto. Like, I don't know anything what it's like to be a nurse. And it was, yeah, just super interesting to watch and see what she goes through and what she does on a daily basis. I think I was drawn to the aspect of her that's just so hardworking and dedicated and doing something that is really changing people's lives and saving people's lives, honestly. So I think that's super cool. I'm really excited to chat with her because I feel like a lot of the guests I've had on, I kind of, one, know them pretty well already, and two, They kind of are doing kind of the same thing that I'm doing right now with social media and fitness and everything. But Anna's in a whole different ballpark of having some insight and a story to tell about, you know, just being a nurse in New York City. So we're going to talk about life in New York. We're going to talk about nursing. We're going to talk about some of her favorite healthy meals, things that she packs on the go, her Starbucks order. We're going to talk about how she started social media and grew on social media, making friends in a new city, all of the above. So I think this is just going to be an all around really awesome and insightful episode. As always, after you finish listening, make sure to leave a review or even shoot me a DM of what you liked, what you want to hear more of, maybe guests in the future. Just keep it coming with the feedback and letting me know what you guys like because I want to keep upgrading this podcast. And as I learn, I just want to keep making it the best I possibly can for you guys. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on Miss Anna Hyde. You guys, I am so excited to have Anna Hyde on today. Welcome to Talk Healthy to Me, Anna. We're so pumped to have this conversation, and I'm sure my audience is just as excited to listen in and get to know you as well. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you guys, we I have to be real. We just recorded the full intro and realized that the head... <laughs> The headphones and sound just didn't sound good. So we're kind of saying this part over again, but it's okay. We realized it soon on and we're good. Um, Yeah, for sure. So to give you guys a little backdrop, um, Anna and I actually met in New York. She came to a workout class that I was hosting and we met there, but I had been following you, Anna, for a while, just from seeing like your nurse TikToks and everything. I thought it was super interesting. And that's the reason I wanted to have Anna on the podcast today was seeing her content and seeing 
how she shared so authentically her life as an influencer, a content creator, and that side of her life, but also as a nurse in New York City and working the night shift and doing these really hard things. I thought it was super motivating and super inspiring to see someone kind of live both of those lives and just combine them so well. And I think it's super motivational for any of you listening that also are working super stressful jobs, or maybe you're working one job and kind of wanting to start social media as well. I think Anna's going to have a lot of cool insight and just sharing her story is going to be motivational to you guys. So I'm excited to get into this and just hear your story. I did do a little intro already of you before you came on, but I want to hear in your words, just who you are, where you're from, how old you are, all the little details before we dive in. Yeah. So also guys on the first one, we were saying how at the class we wanted to talk way more, but I felt bad because like there were so many girls there and I was like, I'll let other people have their time because I was like, I feel like we'll have our moment and now we kind of get to talk. So I'm so excited. But a little bit about me is I'm 23 years old. I'm from like a little bit north of Atlanta in Georgia. I grew up there and then I've cheered my whole entire life. Like it was my favorite thing ever. I did school cheer, all-star cheer, all the things. And then I went to college at USC, the University of South Carolina, not California. Everyone gets mm-hmm. that confused. Has to clarify. Um, yeah. And it was just the best four years of my life. And then after I was a nursing major, obviously. And then after school, I kind of wanted to do something big and different and get out. And so I just moved to New York and I love it. And now I got a job as a pediatric nurse and I'm obsessed with it. So yeah. I love that. That's awesome. I also cheered. I didn't know that you cheered your whole life too. I cheered and danced in high school. So that's cool. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I didn't know that. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I usually do an icebreaker on my podcast, but with guests, I've been doing this thing where I ask people on my story to ask some questions that they specifically want to hear. And then I kind of have fun with it and put you on hot seat for a second. So are you down? Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) So these are just fun, casual questions. The first one, Anna, is what is your favorite color currently? I'm thinking, I want to say pink, but I'm thinking blue. Like I always go back and Mm. forth because they're so different, but blue right now. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The next hot seat question is what is your go-to Starbucks order? Okay. So recently it's been a venti brown sugar shaken espresso, three shots instead of four, uh, Two pumps of brown sugar and then add four shots of sugar-free vanilla syrup. I I customize, like they hate me at Starbucks. (laughs) Do you do the online order or do you have to say all that in person? And that's amazing. one before work too. So I just order it for pickup and grab it and then go in. I love that. It's so much better when you can do it online. So you don't have to be up there facing someone and be like, I want this, 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 and this changed. And then add this and take away this. That's me as well. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to do one more question for the hot seat. You've got three questions. So the third one is going to be, if you were to move in two months from now, this is very specific. If you were to move in two months months from now, where would you go? If you could choose anywhere to like live long-term for a while. Austin, South Carolina. Oh, wow. Okay. Why? Any specific reason? It's literally the perfect it's close to my home and it's close to my school like at my school every weekend like my best friend roommate is from there I'd go there for the weekends it's the perfect beach town mix of a bunch of things to do yet the beach is there and just like most of my friends from college are there and then close to my family so I love that I have never been so maybe I'll have to add that to my little summer list (laughs) awesome okay 
Well, I have a ton of questions for you. So let's dive straight into the meat of this episode. The first one is I want to hear how you got into social media when you were pursuing nursing. Like, did you have in your mind all along that you wanted to do both or were you pursuing nursing and then social media just happened? Was it intentional? Like, give me the rundown of how those two jobs kind of came about to where you are now. So actually it was like social media first. Like it had nothing to do with nursing at first. Like I think it was more like cheery, like around surrounded about cheer. So like in 2019 when, well, okay, backtrack. I started YouTube first. My sophomore year of college, I started like recording because I've, well, I've been since like high school. I was like always the one who like would film the end of the year video and like make a little montage. And then I was like, "Mm, I kind of want to start like talking to the camera which was scary. So sophomore year, because at this time, like nobody really did it around me. So sophomore year, I started like actually talking to the camera and me and my roommates joke now, because we look back and like, I would be whispering to the vlog camera in my room so that my four roommates wouldn't hear me. And they're like, (laughs) you can talk. And I was like, no. Um, So I did that on YouTube. And then I feel like in, it was really slow, but then in 2019 is when TikTok started. And I literally say, so I was one of the first ones at my school who like would actually make like I it was when TikTok started that like people were like that's for younger people like it's not our age it's like musically and I just started posting on it and like at first it was like like it was when I posted on it when it was still embarrassing to post on it and yeah. then I think I did one at our cheer pictures and it like started to go viral and then I just kept filming like transitions and like at our games and stuff and I remember the first one that went like mega viral was like a transition one like it was on the field. We would make them before the, the games and we did it. And I remember we came back to our phones, to check our phones at halftime. Cause we go up and eat at halftime. And it like, I had like, like 20,000 new followers, like 50, oh like it was at 500 K. Like it just kept going. Like it was insane. And like, from there, we just like my roommates, we were like a huge, like, I loved my roommates so much. I still love them. And people were like, loved us, like us as like a little group. And so they loved like seeing our TikToks and stuff. And then there's also the side of like the men who comment and are like, you guys suck. Gamecock suck. Like you guys lost. And I'm like, you're just giving us views. Like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> lost. It literally got to the point where like Barstool wrote an article on us and was like, is this TikTokers like are the cheerleaders more famous and better like than the football team? Oh my like, gosh, good but bad. That is hilarious. I love like, how just what you said. Even the people that are haters are like commenting rude stuff. They're boosting your views. Like, do they not realize that it's crazy? So yeah, it just kind of started with that, and then then I slowly started turning it into like daily blocks. So I was like, okay, we can't cheer forever. And then when like, it wasn't football season, I was like, we had to do other stuff. So I would just like do daily vlogs on there. And then I realized like people started to like to hear that I was in nursing school, but at the time I like hated nursing school. So I was like, oh, this isn't even fun. Like I'm not enjoying myself. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't like it in school. Like I didn't even think I wanted to pursue it. And like, but I was too far in. So I didn't even really like focus on nursing content in college. I honestly wish I could go back and do more because I feel like it would have done so well, but I was so done with it. I didn't want to film much of it, but, um, I think the nursing content started to come out when I was post-grad and I was like, well, what do I do now? And then I started leaning in on that and I was like, okay, people really like this. And so like people love relatable content. Yeah. And I like to lean into that as well, because that is my life, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like it, 
just makes more sense. Yeah, for sure. That's so cool. And I think it's, I, I started following you from the nursing content, I believe. I don't remember the very first specific TikTok that I saw or anything, but I do remember like I never saw your cheer stuff. So I followed mm-hmm. you at a different stage of life and I didn't even know you were doing social media before. I fully thought you were doing nursing and then just started posting about nursing and that's when you started doing social media too. So that's really cool to hear. But it's also cool to hear and especially for anybody that's listening and is like, I don't know what my niche is or I don't know what I want to do, but I want to start social media. I think it's what Anna does so well is she shares like the stage of life she's in and just shares, like she was saying, the relatable content, like literally what she's doing on a day-to-day basis. And maybe one year back in her past, that was cheering nonstop. So that's what her content was. And now she's transitioning, you know, into living in her twenties in New York and being a nurse and doing these other things. So it's like, you can grow with your content and you're never locked into one thing. Like people want a real human. They don't want, you know, just an aesthetic all the time. Like they want someone that they can relate to and they see grow and change and all of that too. Yeah. And it was, I, it was hard like leaving. And like, I was like, Oh my God, I have to find a new niche. Like, duh, yeah. duh. but like the real people do stay. Like a lot of people were like here from USC, but stayed for the nursing. I urge some people would be like, I'm like a 40 year old teacher and I have nothing to do with this, but I love watching these. Like, yeah, just like, you don't have to, like you said, put yourself in a box. Like people are there for you. Yeah. And then you can lean into those little boxes and lean into them to make the people happy. But like, you don't have to confine yourself. Absolutely. Also, you guys, I don't know. This is another thing. I think this is right around the time I did start following you was when Dixie D'Amelio shouted you out on her live (laughs) story. I was like, oh my gosh. And I think that's so cool because if you're listening and maybe you don't know who Dixie D'Amelio is, you're like not in the younger TikTok crowd or whatever. She's just like a TikTok star, like one of the top people that the younger girls on TikTok that started like dancing and singing and all of that. And she shouted out Anna on her live and was like, I think she got asked the question of what content are you loving on TikTok or what, who do you like? It was like watching? your favorite influencer right now. I was like, what? Yeah. And I remember she just, I didn't see the live, but I saw a screen recording of it. And it. She, I think she said something about how she loved seeing someone that actually works. And that actually is like doing real life stuff because in her little bubble, she's not seeing a lot of that. So I thought that was super cool. And it was like a foreshadowing to like why people follow you. And no matter what you do, whether it's nursing or going from there, whatever you choose to do in the future, like you're just sharing your life. And that's so cool. But I thought that was that awesome. That was one of the craziest things. So I was like, how the heck? And then I was like, that can't be about me. And I went to go check and I said, like, follow. It didn't say, I already followed her, obviously. But yeah. like, it said tools. And I was like, what? But I did. <laughs> I saw her for a second at um, Coachella. And I was like, she won't work it. And she did. She was like, are you guys in line for drinks? And I was like, I'm not going to say anything. Because like, <laughs> how do you even be like, yeah, so you follow me and I'm a nerd. Like, no. So like, no, we're not. Like, oh, no. I That's know. hilarious. Thing. I got my little moment. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. Okay, my next question for you is do you see yourself sticking with both of these jobs? Like, do you see yourself being a nurse for a while and also doing social media for a while? Or maybe is there one that you're kind of being drawn more to? You see yourself like pursuing harder, or are you still kind of just like neutral both of them? You're planning on sticking with both for a while. So I feel like this is one of my most asked questions. And I feel like I want to do both for so long. Like really? I, when I first moved to the city, I like chilled out on getting a job just because like 
it's like a long process for nursing. Like you have to take your NCLEX, but to take your NCLEX, you have to like pass a certain thing and then you have to apply to take your NCLEX and then you have to get like, there's so many steps. So I was like, whatever, I'm going to take this one thing at a time. I'm going to move. I'm going to take my NCLEX. I'm going to study. And then I'm going to apply for a job and I'm not going to rush anything, which I'm so glad and thankful that I could wait. And so I waited for a while, but then I got like, and I was just doing social media and like, I was just kind of like, and not, I wouldn't go as far as depressed, but I was just kind of like sad and like, I felt I couldn't find my purpose. And some people are very fulfilled with doing just social media. And that's totally like, I love that. Like they're on the grind, like they do stuff, but I can't find my like value. Like I can't find my purpose and excitement and like just doing it. Like, yeah, I I can't fulfill my day. I would like sleep in. I'd be like, oh, we need to get up and edit this video. And I was like, okay, but so what? Like, what if I don't? Cause I was my own boss and I couldn't like stay motivated. And I was like, this is not like I, and then I got very motivated to take my NCLEX and start. And I was so excited about it. And I still am like, even on my off days, like, I feel like that's why I'm just trained from like being in college, being a college athlete, like going straight from a party to the library, like Mm -hmm. cheer. Like I literally like was so go, go, go. And like, that's just how I work. And I feel like when I'm not go, 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 which I do kind of need to find a balance because we don't need to be go, go, go all the time. (laughs) But like, even on my off days here, I'm like, I need to fill it with at least something like I need to get outside and go work out and like get my mind a break. I need to go see a friend. Like, I don't think I could like just do social media here. I mean, I'm sure if I was like at a higher level, I definitely could. And I, I still like, I don't, I'm not like discrediting myself. I'm like, I'm at a pretty good level of social media. Like I'm yeah. very proud of it, but um, I just love doing both. And I love also making content of the nursing job. Like, I think a lot of people very much enjoy that. And I think like, I love when I'm at work, I'm on the way to work or sometimes at night shift, things will get chill around like 3am and I'll start editing a TikTok and I'm like, I'm working at work. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. It's like the best of both worlds. I can so relate with that though. Like I love social media. I do social media. I I guess I would say full-time now, but I also do an app like my fitness app, which is also full-time as itself. But before that, I can definitely relate to what you were saying in the, not, not to say that social media isn't a ton of work and isn't hard because it definitely is. It's super time consuming and, you know, finding out what trends are trending and having to keep up all the time. Like it is a super time consuming job. And I think people are just now starting to wake up to the fact that it really is a job. So I'm not discrediting that at all, but I do, I like, I could find myself in your shoes of kind of just being like, well, I don't really have to do this right now, but like, if I want to make money and I want to like, you know, if I want to keep going with this, then I do have to, but it's really up to me. So I'm my own boss. I make my own schedule. And if I don't feel like that, I don't have to. And I'm the same way. I thrive off of routine and I thrive off of like, kind of like what you were saying with cheer coaches constantly telling me what to do, or just like having staples and little check boxes that I needed to always be doing. Um, so yeah, I definitely felt that too. And then transitioning into the app, I think that's where I found my purpose is like helping girls with workouts and creating workout routines and all that. But I think it's really cool. And I love seeing you and other influencers bring some other job into their content. I think that that's awesome because it's like, whether you're like me doing training workouts and stuff, or like you being a nurse, or if you're a graphic designer or an interior designer or literally whatever job it is, I think it's so cool that you can blend both of those because like you said, you can easily be working both of them at the same time to where they almost like in some instances can become one when you're like working on a TikTok at work type of thing. Cause yeah. you know, people want lifestyle now. I feel like in 
2016, like Tumblr era, it was kind of like people didn't want lifestyle. They just wanted like idols to look up to like, um, just like, I don't know, Alexis ran like Tumblr vibe stuff, like just straight pictures. But now I feel like content and social media is changing so much to where people are like, no, I want real life stories, real life humans. I want to follow someone that I feel like I know on a friendship level. We were talking about that when we were at Coachella, we were like, how our travel vlogs back in the day used to do so well. Like travel vlogs were the number one thing, but now people like, like me at home. Like they like my routine vlogs and it's just like a shift in the algorithm and a shift in what people like. And I think it's because like, like you said, like, that's such a good point. It did change like all that. But, um, I also think like, I'm not saying I'm going to do like bedside 12 hour shifts forever because that is very like my number one pet peeve is when you say like, Oh, I work like three days a week as a nurse. People are like, you only work three days a week. Like that must be so Uh nice. I'm like literally 12 hours on my feet, like running around, like helping people, like all this stuff, like the three days knock me out for the week, you know? Yeah, for sure. Wait, now that you say that this is, this was going to be a question I asked you later on, but now that we're on it, I want you to give kind of like your routine of an actual 12 hour night shift. Because I feel like when you say that people that aren't in your world just can't even imagine like what you're actually doing as a night shift for 12 hours. So what's like from the day you, or from the time you go into work to like, when you clock out, what does it kind of look like for you? Okay. Uh, that's I'm so glad you asked that because everyone also yeah it's like easy to hear you work three to 12s but like to understand is like a whole different thing but yeah so for example like I work tomorrow night and so I either choose I have two options for tomorrow I can either wake up really early schedule a workout class and then go back to bed and try to like nap before work because the first day is hard because you have a full night's sleep mm-hmm. but you can't you have to try and sleep during the day also because you have to stay up all night So I can either do option A where I get up early, work out, and then take a nap, like a long nap before work and then go in. But I normally do. I stay up late the night before, like tonight to like two or three. It's not hard for me to stay up and then sleep in to like one or two. And then I get up and like meal prep and try to get content, email my managers. And she knows I normally do three shifts in a row. I normally schedule myself like that. And she knows like, when I'm going, my manager knows when I'm going into a shift. And so she knows she's not going to hear from me for three days. You're like, and then I, I spam her with content. I'll go work. And then I spam her with content and it just works for us. Yeah. That's so I'll awesome. get all the brand deals done, everything I need to get done before the first day. Cause I still have kind of some sleep in me. And then, um, if I did the option where I don't work out in the morning, I normally go work out. I walk to my gym around like four 30 and I go to the gym from like five to six. And then my gym's kind of far from my house. So I bring like my change of scrubs and like, I have a little gym bag that like has, um, makeup wipes, like stuff for after I shower and headbands, all this stuff. And then I'll go to the gym for five to six. I'll start getting ready, change into my scrubs in the locker room. And I'll just take my gym bag and my work bag. And then I'll get on the subway on the subway. I order my Starbucks for pickup and then I'll go to the Starbucks, pick it up. And then I go in around seven is when we get a report from the other nurses. And so that means the day shift nurses, they got there at 7am now it's 7pm. And then they give me a report. Sometimes it's one nurse. Sometimes it's multiple. Like say I have three kids that shift. I could get a report saying one nurse has two kids for me and another nurse has one kid. And you don't know when they're going to come up to you. 
like I'll be at the computer researching my kids, like trying to figure out what happened today. And then people will come find me. Some are done early. Some are done late. It's just whenever they're done, they come find me, give report. Once they give report on that kid, they're off the hook. They can leave because now I'm in charge of this kid, but you cannot leave until you give full report on this kid. And report basically means their background, their history, why they're here, what happened that day. Um, all the body systems, like what's up, what's the plan, everything. If I'm back another day, we just get updates. Like what happened in the last 12 hours, but say I'm there for the first day, we're getting a full report. Some days I'll be like, I know this kid, like, but some days it's a full new kid. So I get a report. And then I started off by like, I write down all my meds and everything I have to do for that night. I made my own report sheet, which I love it because I made it on like Canva. And so I just kind of write down all my kids and I write down like the times I have to do everything. And I like cross it off because I love like checking boxes and stuff. So I kind of make a plan of action for the night, even though plans don't always happen. And then I kind of can chill for a second. Sometimes I I, like pack my smoothie and I'll have my smoothie and coffee like at the computer, just like getting ready. And then around eight and nine, nine is like prime med time. That's when we're like, okay, from nine to 11, we're getting as much done as we can before these people fall asleep. Like Mm -hmm. you were just like running around trying to get all the parents need stuff before bed changing diet, like all the things, getting the meds done before they go to bed. Cause when they go to bed is kind of when it gets harder to do things. Um, so we're kind of running around crazy until then. Normally it settles down around like 12, but some days I'm like stressing out until like 3am. Like it just really depends. That's what I love about nursing. You never know what you're about to walk into. Like I could walk out down to into a shift where I have so much time in the world. And then I could walk into where like, I'm calling a rapid, like I'm doing all this, like things are crazy. So then around 12, we start chilling out. We have vitals at 12, which is where we take like their blood pressure, heart rate, all the things. We do that at 8, 12, and 4. Sometimes we're given NAs, which they're like helpers on the floor. And if we have NAs, we're like, yes, because they help us out and do the vitals. But if we don't, it's like we have to do that on top of it, which is fine, but also like not if you have a busy night. And then you have to chart on each kid. And charting takes so long because you have to chart every single thing because if you didn't chart it, it didn't happen. Like say a kid like throws up. Like you have to chart it because what if they threw up and you didn't chart it and then something else happens and then they start chasing, like looking back at the charts and it's like, well, this nurse didn't say this happened. Mm. Um, so charting's like super important. Like you have to be super anal with it. Like I have to make notes of everything, like just, just to cover your back and yeah. to like cover the patient. So charting takes a long time, but charting, you have 12 hours to get done. So like sometimes I'll start charting on a kid. I have to go do this, come back. So yeah, once you get charting done and then around like, I normally have lunch around like, I try to wait until two or 3 a.m. on my lunch. And that sounds that so weird. sounds so funny. Oh my gosh. So crazy. But like, that's literally my lunchtime because I'm sleeping during the day. Wow. And so I have lunch around then, which um, it just depends. Sometimes I'll be so busy. It won't be till three or four, but I try to not have it early because then I have nothing to look forward to. You <laughs> it's know? like that one little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I like try to work in like tasks like that. Wow. That's and then um, so you have your lunch and then wait, this is around, you said three or four is when you have your lunch. Yeah. Like probably like two. Okay. And then we have 4 a.m. vitals. Go check in the kids, make sure they're all okay. And then normally this is my like chill time. Like knock on wood. Like it can be crazy, but then I'm chilling. And then around six, I go in and make sure all of them are good and ready and refill feeds, refill fluids, make sure everyone's ready, pampered up for the day shift. Because the worst thing is when day shift walks in and they're like, you didn't do this. You didn't change the bag. You So I'm like, okay, we got to make sure everyone's good. 
but yeah. everything always goes crazy at six or six 30. It's like last second, something happens and I'm like, ah, Dang. so yeah, that's a typical day. It doesn't always go like that, but then I'll give report back to them. It's nice when you have the same nurse back and you can give updates, but that, that's also the fun part of the job because you never know. Like we're always like, are you back? It's not like a nine to five. Everyone's there Monday through Friday. It's like, I don't know if you're back. We all have different schedules. And so if they're back, I give them updates. Sometimes I give them a new report and then I go home. And this is the best part of my day as I have this oatmeal recipe that I've shared a lot of times and I keep sharing because I want everybody to try it. I literally have my warm bowl of oats and watch Love is Blind and get to sleep all day. And it's the best thing ever. That sounds absolutely amazing. You're going to have to tell the recipe on here now that you say it. What's your oats recipe? So it's one half or it's one half cup of oats, one cup of water, microwave for one minute and 30 seconds precisely. Then you add um, a splash of milk. I wing the maple syrup. I just do maple syrup and then frozen fruit. This is the key. Frozen fruit. I do frozen blueberries and raspberries. Then put it back in the microwave for 30 seconds, take it out, add a scoop of peanut butter and cinnamon, mix it all together. And it's perfect. Dude, that sounds absolutely amazing. I do frozen fruit on top also, but I've never put it back in the microwave. So I need to try that. That sounds really good. It melts into it perfectly. Oh, I bet. Wow. Well, that is such a incredible routine. Like (laughs) I'm just listening to you in amazement because all that stuff is so foreign to me. And I'm sure for people that are listening that don't know anything about being in the hospital, it's the same thing. Like that's so crazy how much you handle in the middle of the night. Like that's wild. I mean, props when everyone's sleeping. Seriously. I bet you sometimes you sit there and you're like, wow, I am hustling right now. While everybody's just sound asleep in bed. <laughs> Big props. I know unless I work a weekend and it's Saturday and I'm like watching people in the club and I'm like <laughs> changing diapers. Yeah. Oh my like, gosh. This is so weird. Gosh. It's gotta be the most fulfilling thing ever though. And I'm sure if yeah. you, do you ever feel like emotionally connected to the kids? Like, do you ever get people that you're like, oh, this pulling my heartstrings because I'm so emotionally connected to you. Dude, yes. We have like we have like our regulars, which are our chronic kids, because we're like a GI transplant floor. And so we have a lot of kids with like um Crohn's disease or multivisceral transplants, which means they've gotten like all their organs transplanted. So they're always in and out of the hospital. And these kids are so resilient. Like it is insane. But like, so we'll we'll have regulars and like you can sign up to be their primary which means like, if you love this kid, they love you. Like you sign up and every time they're there, like you get this kid, like it's not randomly signed. And so I've, so I have, a, I have like a couple primaries that like, I just love. And like, it's bittersweet. Cause when they come in, you're like, I'm sad you're back. Cause you shouldn't be in the hospital. But like, yay. Because I get to see you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't imagine. Dude, that is so awesome. Um, my next question for you on both of the jobs with nursing and social media is I want to hear like just a couple pros and cons of each one. So maybe there's someone listening that's like wants to get into nursing. And if you could just give some insights of like some pros and cons, maybe to sway or I don't know, not sway their decision, but just to give them some insight on that. And then also for social media after. So let's start with okay. nursing. Okay. So nursing, we'll start with cons because we're in positive. Yes. Cons is nursing school. Freaking is hard as heck, but also like I made so many memories there with that's a pro. Hold on. Con. Nursing school <laughs> freaking hard. And it, like, I almost quit and I'm so glad I didn't, but like, it's just hard. And the clinicals they put you in is like, like for me, it was not what I wanted to do. Like it was adult med surge and it was just like doing what I didn't want to do. Mm. And so it was just very hard to stay motivated. Another con is like, like I said, like normally when you start, you have to work the weekends and like 
it just kind of sucks when all your friends are nine to five and then they have the weekends off. And so the only time you can see them is the weekends. And then like, for example, I'm off a weekday and they're all at work. So there's nobody to hang out with. So I feel like that could be a climb. And then, um, starting a night shift is typically what you do when you start out because basically how it works is they hire a new position. They open a new position on nights. Say somebody on days leaves, they offer the floor offers and goes, Hey, anybody on night shift want to come to days, whoever's most senior gets to go. And then now there's a position on nights for a new grad or a new nurse. So typically you start on nights. And for me, I just miss, like, I, I do have my night routine and it's great, but I miss like getting up early, like feeling productive, like being on the same time schedule as other people. Like it can feel very isolating. I feel like at nights, like just yeah. being on the schedule of everyone, you know, like waking up, having to catch up on all these texts from the day and then like everyone being asleep. So I feel like that can be hard. Yeah. Wait, on that note real quick, do you think that you will switch over to day shift anytime soon? Or do you think you're going to be in night shift for a while? No, I think, I think there's, uh, I should be almost next. I think we, my friend are next. I know. Cause everyone like kind of knows the vibes. Like there's like moms on the floor who like stay night shift because they have kids and it works with them. It works with their mm-hmm. schedule. Um, but I think I should be close to next, which I'm so excited for days is way harder Cause like everyone's awake and needing things and PT comes, OT comes, like everything happens, but like, I don't care. I need yeah. my outside life. To yeah. Be- and Dang. imagine like, when I have a day off on night shift, like it's not a day off because I have to sleep the whole day to make up for the night, but day yeah. shift, you have the whole day, you know? Yeah. True. Dang. Um, pros pros. Like I said, is it's never the same job. You walk in, it's a new job every single day. Um, the fulfillment, I feel so fulfilled and like, I'm literally positively impacting these people's lives. And like all my friends always hype me up. Like they'll be complaining about a job and then they'll be like, okay, but like, if I mess up, like it's literally a commercial ad. Like if Anna messes up <laughs> like a life and I'm like, it's yeah, seriously. Um, yeah. So it's like very fulfilling. That's another con though. It can get super stressful. Like luckily I'm on a floor where knock on what our kids should be stable for the most part. If they get too, too unstable, we call like what's called a rapid and we call the PICU, which is the ICU. And they'll come down and evaluate if the kids should go up. Part of me gets adrenaline from that. But part of me is like, I never want to go to the ICU. This is so stressful. I need my kid awake and talking to me. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, it's like an adrenaline and it's like, it's just something different every day. Um, another pro is I, I just love like having like these little tasks. Like it's like, you got to use TPN and lipids at this time. You got to do this at this time and like checking it off. You just like feel so accomplished. And then also three days a week is so nice. Like I know I said, like, it's not just three days a week, but it is very nice for traveling because I can like stack my shifts. And then I can get a week off with like no PTO just from like working like mm. the end of a week or the beginning of a week. And then the end of the next week. And then I have like a whole week off to travel. Yeah. That's so nice. Dang. Mm. Um, okay. What about for social media? What's, I guess, start with the cons again for social media and then into the pros. Okay. Cons are definitely like, I have never like, hate can be so bad. Like, I feel like I attracted a lot of it and I don't know why, but recently I just have, it'll be a lot of people being like, 
she thinks she's relatable, but she's not. And I'm just like, what? Like, I don't, what I don't know. Mean? It's just like, I'm fine with all hate unless it has to do with like how I look or like body image stuff, because like that's stuff I've struggled with before. And my mind just goes crazy. And I'll be like, okay, well, why are they saying that? Like, there has to be a reason. Like, if they're, you know, so it can just cause you to spiral. But other than that, I feel like I'm good at like laughing it off or like laughing about it with my friends. But it's just like, and I've also gotten to the stage where I'm in my blocking era. So like I used to not do that, but now I'm like, if there's no positive comments, why would I not block them? Why would I want that on my page? You know, like yeah. you have to know it's like somebody hiding behind an anonymous thing. But to me, that little hate is worth the like, this is the uh, back to a pro. This is worth the like so many amazing people that like are hyping you up every step of the way. Like I look at other nurses and I've said this online, like, on nurses week like I don't understand like how people do this job like I go to this job but I can film it and I have like 500,000 people hyping me up and like encouraging me and being so nice and being like queen you got it and I'm like I can't believe people do this job and like don't like yeah I don't know it's just so absurd to me that like so many people are following my journey and like hyping me up and it just means so much and like helps me get through my night you know yeah and it motivates me and make content about it it's so true. Hate is such a crazy thing. And I think like when we were growing up in middle school and high school and everything, you would hear about celebrities like getting hate, like, I don't know, Selena Gomez or like all the, like the actual celebrities. And then once social media became like such a prevalent thing, it was weird to see just like normal people transitioning into the, the ones that are also getting hate. And like you said, when it's stuff coming at things that are super, super personal to you, it's just like, you have no idea how to handle it. I remember the first hate comment I got, I was like wrecked. Like I just wanted to lay in bed the rest of the day. I was like, why on earth would anybody say this? And yeah. it's just so wild. Like you, you're never taught how to handle it or what to think. But I think for me, like, I just can't see it like blocking, like you said, or just not reading comment sections. If I know that a video is like going viral, honestly, that's the key. Like if any video goes viral, I just try to not even look at comments. Cause I know that any virality is going to bring hate. It's just, it's just a thing. And it sucks that it's like that, but I feel like it's with everyone. And it's like, what are these people doing? Do they not realize that this is actually like their comments are actually causing people to become depressed or become like, it can ruin their day. It can ruin their week. It's like, I don't think any person that comments a hateful thing really realizes the impact it can have. Like it's crazy. So I understand because I've never thought to ever like people have done bad things and never even to the bad things people have done would I comment and be like you suck like dude I know to me that like like it makes me scared for our children to like come out yeah. here media but it is like we sound like it's like oh my god it's so hard we have hate but like no like I know I know that's a small part of the job and to me it's like worth it so like I'm very grateful for sure but another, I love that yeah another pro was like it is just crazy the opportunities you can get with social media. Like I'm very aware of them, like brand trips and like my management does a lot of trips and like, it is just so like opening and these opportunities are so cool. Or like some of my favorite brands, when you get to work with them, it's just like such a huge accomplishment. It's literally like getting promoted at work. And that's also very fulfilling. Yeah, for sure. I love that with all the brand trips going on and just with the way social media is going right now, I love that it's turning into this thing that actually 
makes real life connections even better because I think there was definitely a stage where it was just like all online and nobody really like took it further than that. But I feel like recently with brand trips and with meetups and everything, it's just like becoming this thing where you want to actually get to know these people in person and make real life friends. And I think that's such a beauty in social media. It's so awesome that like literally knowing each other off a silly little app could make you a lifelong best friend. It's crazy. I know. I love like, I see my like social media friends like periodically and it's like so fun when you get to, cause it like is so much more special. It's like, it's yeah. like long distance relationships. It seriously is. And the things that come out of it is amazing. Like one of my best friends now I met off of social media and we're starting a brand, like we're starting a full on company together. And it's like, you wouldn't even ever imagine that a silly DM could lead to you creating Ah. something with another human that used to live so far away from you. Like it's just wild the way that you can use social media as a tool for really good, but you just have to be like, your head has to be on straight in order to use it for that good and not get drawn into, you know, all the bad aspects of it as well. I agree. And like going with this question, if like people are looking to start social media, like the only thing I can tell people is like consistency, like even if it's not landing, like just keep posting. That's what I did. Like, cause I started it and you have to start it like not for the money. Like you have to start it cause you love it. Like I didn't even think there was money. in. like when I started, I didn't know there was money in it really. Yeah, same. I, I loved it. And then it started to land and then people would be like, do you want to do this for this much? And I was like, what? It's like, you, just have you, to start it you love it. And like, just be consistent. Even if it's not landing, like just do it for yourself. And then like something will land. Yeah. I feel like there's so many, um, catchy clickbait, like TikToks and YouTube videos now of like how to grow and make money on social media. And it kind of sucks because like you said, the purpose of it should be just like the creativity and the sharing of things. And like, I don't know when I feel like when you started, when I started, when other people that I talked to that are really successful now, it all started out of just a want to create and to share and to have fun with it and all of these like really positive things. It never came from a want of money or a want of like fame or whatever anything else is. But I think the most successful people now are the people that literally just started having fun with it and did it out of like a creative inkling that they wanted to share with the world. I think that's the best way to grow. So crazy. Do you realize like TikTok made, it's not a bad thing either. I think it's a good thing. TikTok made the influencer world so saturated. Like think before TikTok, like it gave so many people a platform, Yeah, which is really, but it also, it makes YouTube a lot harder. Like I, YouTube is like my child. Like I have probably, I have the least followers out of any platform on it, but like I'm most proud of it because it is very hard to gain traction on there. And like, I feel like the community of subscribers I do have are like core, like real. Yeah. And I feel like I can be the most real on it. And like, it's literally the camera going with my life for like a long period of time. Like I love Absolutely. it so much. I agree. It's definitely the most, it's where you can share the most of your heart and just like share your real life in all aspects the easiest. And it's like actually getting to know a friend. I think that's why people that are following you on YouTube or are following whoever, those are your most like loyal people because it's like, they're really spending the day with you all the time. So cool. I know. Cause I feel like I'm the most real too. Like I'm real on TikTok, but like, cause on YouTube for the most part, it doesn't get uploaded for like a few days. So like, I feel like I'm not talking to the internet. I just feel like I'm talking to my camera. So I just yeah. like keep talking. Oh, like, I guess we'll say that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I want to transition into another big question. I actually saw this on my um, question box a lot from people that were asking you, but I selfishly wanted to know as well, what are some of your go-to 
packable like lunches when you're on the night shift or just meals or snacks in general? What are some little things? And you can give all the details you want, whether it's like a recipe or just brands that you're loving and stuff like that, that you pack for your job. Okay. That's a good question because like, I also have that question. Like if anybody has ideas, DM us because (laughs) hard on night shift only because so normally I was like good at like a breakfast, lunch and dinner routine, but like, it's hard for night shift because before I go in, I don't like to have a heavy meal because it makes me want to go to sleep. So I try to have something like light, but it's also hard to make something light and on the go. But my go-to before work has been, I've made these since sophomore year of college. Like if you watch me on YouTube, like, you know, I literally make these every day in my life. I make a smoothie bowl. And so what I do is I take like I have my little Nutribullet. She's been with me for so long and I'll do like mixed berry frozen fruit and I'll fill that up, put some mangoes in there, all frozen. I put one yogurt and then I add water, blend that up, makes the perfect smoothie. I recently started adding collagen because like Ooh. after I work out, I feel like I need to add something. And like for some reason, protein powder and stuff used to scare me. I don't know why. Like I just have never added it, but now I'm like, you need this. You're working out like you need this. And so I've been adding collagen and it's been like actually really good. I have like a vanilla flavor. So then I have the smoothie and then I add um, just granola and like almond butter. And I've been putting on them in these like reusable, like coffee, like cups to go. And I've been taking it to work. And then after I get report, I just have it. And it's like the perfect meal before work. Um, I need to find something else, but I don't know what else would be good for on the go before work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love I'm that. I get the egg white bites from Starbucks and they're so good. Oh, those are solid. I got, I make smoothie bowls and stuff a lot too. And what changed the game for me was getting a, um, Ooh, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's like a little stainless steel mug that keeps it very cold. And so when I put it in this mug, it almost freezes it more. So by the time I eat it, like 30 minutes later, it's like, ice cream kind of like it's like very thick mine is from bulletproof but i think you can get them like on amazon or anywhere but they change the game because then when you scoop it it's literally like ice cream yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh my god i need to get that because mine's like melted and it's still good have you seen that that ninja thing everyone's making ice cream with yes i need it so bad we have one it is next level it's so cool i will say it's a lot like you have to freeze the ingredients the night before and like combine everything the night before. So in my head, yeah, I have like, when I want something, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to make it right now. So if you have it, you have to like prepare the day before, which is always hard for me. So then when I'm craving it, I'm like, I don't have anything prepared. That's my only con. But when you do think of it and you do have it prepared, it does make ice cream so good. And you can literally put anything you want in it. Like you can make ice cream out of straight bananas if you wanted to. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I would, I bet, can you like pre-prepare a bunch? Yeah, you can, as many cups as you get. So you like pour everything into this little cup and then you just freeze everything and you can, so if you have like six cups, you could do six tubs of ice cream, basically. I've been seeing Sydney Adams make it like every day and I'm like. Oh yeah. Um, Okay, so so then during, I've been kind of lazy because I've been traveling so much. So I haven't had time to like go to the store and meal prep. So if I don't do that, we have a, (laughs) we have a fridge at work and it's like, the hospital food, but it, they expire the next day. So on night shift around 3am, I'm like, okay, everyone's done eating and it's going to get thrown out tomorrow. So sometimes I'll get like a little salad or tuna wrap from there, which people think are gross, but like, like some people are like the tuna wraps are so gross. I'm like, they kind of slap. So that's my <laughs> meal if I don't have time to meal prep. But it. if I do, typically I'll do like HelloFresh, for example, I work with them. So I knock out 
a meal prep for two shifts and a video. So that's nice. HelloFresh has been saving me. Other times I've made these Greek bowls, which are so good. I think I have a recipe in my TikTok somewhere. I make it different every time, but just like quinoa, feta, cheese, black olives. And then I've been loving falafel. So the Greek bowls are always easy and like so yummy at night shift. Because again, sometimes I like a warm meal, but sometimes it also like makes me want to go to sleep. Yeah. Um, It's not that then like rice, chicken, veggies. I'm like not super creative with meals, but any combo of like rice, chicken, veggies, I love or like HelloFresh. Yeah. I love having that as a staple. And then you can add like, you know, barbecue sauce or teriyaki sauce, and then you can switch it up. So even if you have your staple ingredients that you know are going to make you feel good and feel fueled throughout the day, you can switch it up with the flavors and stuff as well. I love it. Yeah. And I always bring some kind of dark chocolate for dessert because I literally have to. I love that. I love dark chocolate too. That's awesome. Okay. the We're getting to the end of these questions and I know we're going a little bit over time, but I love talking with you. So we're going to finish up the last two if you're cool with that. Um, the last, or I, I guess the second to last is how is life in New York? Like what are some things that you love about living in New York? Maybe what are some things you don't really love? Um, and just in your opinion, like community wise, workout classes, like how is life there for you? So it's definitely different than like anywhere else in the world. Like it is actually insane. Um, Things I like, I like, like sometimes it is nice that I can just walk to the grocery store, but that also can be really hard, like carrying my groceries all the way back from Whole Foods. Like it can just be really heavy and hard. I do like how like I live like right across from Central Park. So it's super nice. I can just walk over there and like go on a run. Um. It's really cool that like if you want to do something, there's always something to do in New York. Like you don't have to go do something, but if you do, there's always something to do. There's really good restaurants and food and like always options. Um, I have been missing my car. Like I would mm. never get far in New York City. I would never drive here, but I have been missing like getting off work and like going in my car and blaring music because like I just can't do that here. And then it is nice. Like put your groceries in your car and travel. Yeah. Um I'm kind of over the subways. I like they're they can be very convenient. Like some sometimes they're faster than Uber because like they just zip. But like it's just so chaotic and there's so many like people yelling at you in your face, yelling at other people, fights. Like it's just very overstimulating. Like sometimes I'm just like when I'm off work, like I want peace. Like everything is just so hard here. Like they yeah. say if you live in New York, you can live anywhere. And that's, I feel like that's so true because things are just hard. Like going out of your house, I swear you can go do one task and you won't be back for hours. Like somehow, like I can't even explain it. Things just are difficult to get around and you think it'd be easy because you can walk everywhere, but like, I don't know, something is just hard about it, but I do like it because it's a challenge. I am liking it now more because the weather's changing and it's making me like happier rather than like it being so freezing outside. You have to stay bundled up in your apartment. Yeah. But I remember yeah, like- when we went there for a week, I remember my steps count was like almost 30,000 steps every single day. And I was like, what on earth? I didn't even realize I was walking this much, but it's so true. Don't even you realize. walk everywhere. And I also, the first time I went to New York, I didn't realize that people don't have cars there. I was like, wait, you want to pick me up? And like, nope. Everyone was like, wait, we don't drive here. What are you talking about? We use the subway, yeah. which was like, a major, like I had no idea. And then just walking everywhere. And then like you were saying, I feel like little errands turn into full day outings just because of how difficult it is to get everywhere. And yeah, it's crazy, but 
And like everything is so expensive for literally no reason. Like <laughs> rent is stupid expensive. Like for shoe boxes. I like where I live because it's on Upper West, which is not where most people live. Like it's more family oriented. So you can get more like bang for your buck. And I like it because it's like calmer. But like a lot of the events I go to are like always in West Village or downtown. So like, again, I'll take me like 30 minutes in the subway and then like all this stuff. And then if you no matter how bad you don't want to be late, you'll be late somehow. Like, yeah, it's just a thing here. How Um, has how has um, community been in New York, like meeting new friends and hanging out with people? Has that been hard there? compared to other places or has it been easier to connect with like more people that live in the city? Like what's your experience with that? I feel like it is harder than I thought. Like a lot of my friends are friends I knew from like home or like that also moved here. I have like met a whole friend group that I've met here, but it was through social media. Like it wasn't like through New York, you know? Yeah. And I love them. I'm so grateful for them. But for me, and I know like this is a me thing. Like I'm not really getting out there and like trying because I'm so busy. But it is a lot harder, I feel like, especially working night shift. Like I said, it can be so isolating. And like on my days off, like I'm not trying to spend like trying to like, it's hard to put yourself out there, you know, but it definitely has been harder than I thought just because like there is so many people in New York. And so you would think it would be easy to just go out there and like make friends, but it's kind of like almost harder because like people already like have a lot. But I need to, that's one of my goals is to like be better about like meeting new friends. But like there has been a ton of cool girls that I've like seen through social media. That's like, let's go get a coffee. Let's go meet up in the park. So like there are a ton of opportunities for meeting new friends. And like at work, I think it's easier when you have a job that's not social media because you can meet coworkers, you know? Yeah, for sure. Dang, that's tough. I remember when we moved to LA, it was kind of the same thing. Like you, when you're in a big city, it almost, it feels like, oh, I'm going to meet all these new friends. But unless you're actively putting yourself out there and going to little community events or like messaging people that you meet on Instagram and stuff like that, it can be really hard to connect when you're in a big city. But I think, I mean, if you're, if you're listening and you're like, I live in New York and I want to meet friends, I think just from my experience of living in LA, I never lived in New York, but some tips are to definitely use social media. Like I would, I remember this sounds kind of embarrassing, but I remember I would click on like West Hollywood, the location, and I would scroll through some of the pictures on there and be like, who lives here? And if I found someone that kind of like did workout stuff or did stuff that looked similar to me, I would message them on there. And like, I met so many friends through social media. So whether you are an influencer and like are posting actively as a job on social media, or if you're just doing your own thing on social media for fun, I think you can definitely use Instagram as like a tool for meeting people. Um, And then don't sleep on workout classes. I feel like I've met a lot of friends from workout classes too. Just like signing up. Yeah. I used to sign up or I still do. If I lived in LA, I still would be doing this, but I used to sign up and go alone all the time. And I swear I would meet the sweetest girls from just going to like a berries class or a soul cycle class or whatever. So I think that's definitely a tip for if you're in a big city trying to meet people. I do hate how, like, for example, here, like, I don't want to get a membership places because I like trying new classes like Soul Cycle, Pilates, like something different when I'm bored on an off day. But like one class is like $40 everywhere here. And like yeah. you can get class pass, but like you, the, the credits also amp up like a Barry's class takes like all your classes. And I'm like, Dang. guys, let us work out and like be happy. <laughs> yeah, for real. But for me, it's like worth it. You know, it's like worth it to like get like spend that extra money just to like get yeah. something different. 
Well, even if you like do it a couple times and connect with people, then you can meet friends that want to work out. And then you guys can go do like free workouts in the park or like go on a walk yeah, or something. Too. So you can kind of use it to like meet people and get yourself in the door and then kind of do your own thing from there too. Yeah, um, okay. Well, there honestly was more that I wanted to ask you, but we're almost at an hour now. So we're going to wrap up you guys. <laughs> maybe we'll have to have Anna back on for a part two, like later on and we can ask more questions, but I want to leave the audience with one thing from you before we sign off. And it's that I always leave everybody with a challenge at the end. And this can be like a physical challenge, a mental challenge, spiritual, whatever you want it to be. Um, just some examples I've said, like, okay, go journal first thing in the morning for like a week and see how you feel or go try this workout or whatever. So I want you to leave us in the audience with a challenge that maybe they can do and yourself and I can do this upcoming week. Um, and yeah, I want you to leave all of us with one of those, just one challenge. Wait, that is such a cute way to outro, but okay. I was thinking of it since you told me that. Um, okay. I think you guys should unfollow at least one account on Instagram that is not bringing you anything like any substance. Like it can be someone who like you see this girl on your page and it's not their fault, but like, you know what I mean? That you compare yourself and it just makes you yeah. negative and put you down and you don't follow them for a reason. Like there's no reason besides like it, it brings negativity to your life. It can be one person. It could be a couple. It can be a clean out. I'm about to go do the same because I realized like some things just put me in a negative headspace and I'm like, there's no reason, you know, dude, I love that. I've never heard that challenge before. I'm definitely going to participate in that. So if you're listening right now, when you finish up this episode, definitely go try that out. Just scroll through and see, and don't think that people are going to take offense by it. No, that sounds so bad. I'm like, go and follow everyone, but like, no, like things that will benefit you. You have to be selfish and put yourself first. Absolutely. And I mean, the things I did an episode on this, the things that you're watching on social media have a massive impact on your well-being and your everyday life and your attitude. So you it's it's worth it to just take that chance and unfollow people if it's really causing something in your head, you know? And unfollow is never that deep. I never take it that deep. True, true. Okay. Well, Anna, thank you so much for coming on today. I've loved having this conversation and just hearing a bit of your life in both aspects on social media and nursing. And I feel like I honestly learned so much too. Like I feel like I gained knowledge from you. So thank you so much. I'm sure the audience feels the same. Um, Drop some of your socials real quick so that if people aren't already following you, they can go check out your TikToks, your YouTube, Instagram, all of that. And I'll also put them in the or in the footnotes of this episode, you guys. But yeah, go ahead and drop what you got. Um, my YouTube is just like Anna Hyde and it's H E I D. And then Instagram's just Anna Hyde, like all together. TikTok has an underscore in between them. But other than that, like, I feel like if you just type that in anywhere, like it'll come up, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. I literally am obsessed with you and love you. And thank you guys for listening too. Yay. Okay. See you next time, Anna. Bye. Well, what an awesome conversation. I am so grateful that Anna came on. You guys can tell she's a super busy girl. So I'm super grateful that she was able to come on and chat for a little bit. If you guys like this episode, make sure to leave that review. Also go ahead and tell Anna on her social that you liked it too. And if you guys want a part two, definitely let me know about that as well. I'd love to have her back on. Other than that, we're going to wrap this up with just leaving you guys with 
with the Kaizos code. I like to do this at the end of every episode. If you're new here, I have my own supplement company called Kaizos. And right now we have healthy hot cocoa mix. It can be made into chocolate milk, hot cocoa, mixed into smoothies, baked with all of the above. So it is basically a delicious cocoa mix packed with supplements for gut health, immunity, muscle recovery, and calming supplements for a restful night of sleep. So we have a code. It is healthy25. If you guys want to try that out, you can also check out the Instagram. It's just at ka. I-Z-O-S. You can check out everything there and we have a new product coming soon. So stay on the lookout for that as well. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in for another episode and we'll see you next Monday. Until then, I hope you have the best week ever. Go crush this week, you guys.